Welcome back to the RGS podcast. So you know how every new year people make resolutions and all that. And sometimes, I mean, for some people, or let's say a good majority of people, they are never able to see these resolutions through. And I'm part of that. You know, there's been times where it's just been kind of a struggle to see resolutions through. Uh, and I think the thing that holds you really holds you back from achieving some of your resolutions are the people you have around you, right? You are going to be the average of the five or six people that you hang around with. If you're hanging around five broke people or five people with a very losing mentality, you are going to be the sixth person. You know, that's just how it works. So the thing that I want to talk about today is the types of people that you need to cut off from your life. Now, I know cut off sounds aggressive, but just hear me out, right? You're not just going to cut off someone after, let's say, the first offense, for lack of a better term. But if it's a repeated pattern, if it's something that you've observed that keeps happening with a person or people that you have in your circle, then it might be time to actually cut them off. Because you're never going to make that progress, you're never going to make that leap that you want to make if you have these kind of people around you. And not just for friendship, but then, I mean, in all other aspects of your life, honestly, whether it's for relationship, especially if you're trying to get into a relationship, these types of people that I'm going to talk about today, I don't even think you have to consider because it's just not worth it. Um, And if you happen to be friends with the kind of people that I'm going to talk about today, you know, just observe and look objectively at the friendship that you've had and see if it's been, there's been a pattern, right? Just look at it objectively and think about what has been the pattern of our friendship. If it's a pattern of any of the characteristics that I'm going to talk about, then it's time to cut them off. All right. Uh, Before we get into that, though, please uh, follow the podcast on Instagram at RDS underscore pod. And yeah, please don't forget to leave a comment um, uh, after the episode, whether you listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. There's a comment section where you can leave a review, whether you liked it or not. I'm always eager to hear the comments and feedback from listeners. With that said, let's get into it. So number one. The kind of person you should cut off is a person with a victim mentality. Now, anyone who knows me knows I truly, truly hate people who have a victim mentality. Why is that? These people, people like this, are always never going to want to take accountability. They never want to take accountability for their role or for their actions because it's much easier to blame someone. It's much easier to blame something that's out of their control. For instance, let's say if such a person is having difficulty uh, dating, right? It's always something. It's always my height, my nose, my face, my head, my, my weight. Instead of just, you know, taking accountability and saying, oh, you know, um, it's probably because I don't have a a great personality or because my attitude 
towards this whole uh, process is wrong. I'm going at it with a sense of entitlement, thinking she has to give me X, Y, and Z. You know, instead of taking that kind of accountability and ownership, they would rather deflect and blame it on something and say, oh, she didn't like me because I, was, I wasn't tall. Oh, she didn't like me because I, I wasn't uh, rich enough. But it could be further from the truth. Again, I'm not saying some of these things don't actually happen. Yeah, you have people who are going to reject you for not meeting certain standards that they have for themselves. But then it doesn't always have to be some external factor that you can point your hands at. There has to be a moment of self-reflection. You need to be introspective in a way where you can analyze yourself, analyze your actions and get better from there. People with a victim mentality do not do that. They're not introspective. They always like to point hands. They're never going to take accountability. They're never going to take ownership. And it is it is exhausting dealing with someone like this. I've dealt with people like that, and it's I cut them off. I completely cut them off because if you want to blame, and it, it's only a matter of time until they blame me for things that are not working out with them. I don't, I don't choose to look at things that way. Um, and so I don't like to be around people who choose to look at things that way. I like to get shit done. And so if you're, if things don't get done, I like to analyze and see what I could have done better instead of trying to see, trying to point the finger at something that I have no control of. So people with a victim mentality, no, no, no. Cut them off, all right? Cut them off. Number two, pessimistic people. I mean, this doesn't need too much elaboration. We've all known what a pessimist sounds like, right? That person or that quote-unquote friend who always has something negative to say. They never have something positive to say. You bring an idea. Oh, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. You know, I think I'd like to start a business or I'd like to sort of further my skill set, go to school, further my studies. There's always that one person who has something bad to say about it. It's never anything good. It's always the bad, the worst that could happen. And yeah, you're like, you start thinking like such a person. Again, you're the, you're the average of the five or six people that you hang around. Okay. If you're hanging around people who are always pessimists, you're never going to see the bright side of things. I'm not saying you have to be overly optimistic about everything. But, I mean, damn, you can't always look at the downside of things, right? There's just, there's no point to that. It doesn't, it doesn't make you a better person in any way. If anything, it just makes you a, a nihilist because you always want to look at the, the downside of things, right? Pessimists are going to, they, they're just going to drag you down to depths with them. You know, and, and just observe, observe your friend group. How do they react to dreams that you have, to visions that you have, right? Um, so in my friend, in my friend groups, uh, I have friends who have very big ambitions and I'm always bigging them up. Like my friend, one of my friends wanted to start his own firm and I was very excited for him. I was like, look, man, that's a good, that's a solid plan. Keep that up. Um, you know, if you need any help, if you need any assistance, I got you. Even though I don't have my own firm or business, right? But I was genuinely happy for this brother of mine. And I think it's 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 very necessary in a friendship for your friend to feel supported by you. 
Like, why do why do you have to be the one pulling them down, right? Why why would I be the person telling them, oh hey, you shouldn't start this business because I think you're ill-equipped. Now I'm not a yes man. If I feel there's certain um, there's certain things that have not been addressed properly, and I feel like my friend is making a move that is bound to lead them astray, I'm gonna raise concerns. I'm not just going to go ahead with everything because I don't want to be a pessimist. But also, you can't necessarily shut down every single thing that someone brings up. Okay, and it's not... It, pessimists don't only deal with, like, things that you're saying, but it's just their reaction to everything in life in general. They're downer about everything. They always they always have um, a bad negative opinion about everything in life. It is draining to be around such a person. Honestly, why would you want to hang around such a person? Cut them off. Okay, number three, we talked about this in the last episode, and that's uh, energy vampires. These are people who literally drain all your energy when you hang around them. If you find yourself dreading hanging around any person, that's an energy vampire. right? And these people come in various forms. This could be that person who always has constant drama in their lives. They always want to involve you in, in one way or the other in their lives and in all the drama that's going on in their lives in some of the issues that they have going on in their lives. They always want to drag you into that. And you don't have to. You don't have to engage. But people like this always want to also be the center of at- attention. They're energy vampires. They're going to suck the energy right out of you. Honestly, again, like this is these things, um, I think to someone looking at it from the outside, it's easy to spot. But then when you're involved with such a person, it really isn't that easy to spot. Yeah. And I understand it. I understand because I've dealt with people like that before. They always have something going on in their lives. They don't even ask you how you are doing. They never want to hear your side of things because it has to be about them. You know? It has to be about them. They have to be the person who's in control of the narrative. And it's draining. Whenever you deal with such a person, whenever you have conversations with such a person and it ends, you feel such a sigh of relief. You're like, oh, a burden was just lifted. But why do you have to keep engaging with such a person? Cut them off. There's no reason for you to keep such a person. Cut them off. Okay, number four. Now this might you know, sting people a wrong way. But then number four is obsessive religious people. Now, why do I say that? Again, these are kinds of people that I have interacted with, I've dealt with. When you're dealing with a a very obsessive religious person, and whatever religion that is, I don't care. That's not what I'm here to talk about. But if a person is obsessively religious about anything, it's hard to have logical conversations with such a person. It is draining, okay? Like you want to talk about um, something that they did wrong or something that they're doing, or it doesn't even have to be something they're doing. It, it could be just you living your life the way you see it, and they always have an opinion about it. It's, it's very draining when you're dealing with such a person because there's no logic it's all about what's in their doctrine. It's all about what's in their faith. It's all about what their faith says. And I'm not saying I'm I'm a Christian, but I'm not an obsessively religious person where every single thing that I have to talk about, every single thing that I want to explain in my life, I want to explain it from the point of a Christian. 
That's just not how it works. People get tired of you, right? And and if you're trying to date, um, and yeah, I'm gonna go there. If you're trying to date, and you're a guy listening to me, uh, and you're gonna go for a girl who's always at church, calling her pastor daddy, don't, don't, don't. I'll say this. I mean, because I've seen how people like that. Um, like work or move and it's just there's really no point to it you know there's no upside because you're always going to come second to the pastor at, at a point it, it starts to become idolatry because they idolize this pastor in their church um, and whatever they say comes first you don't want to deal with such i would never deal with such a person i'd cut them off instantly because there's no point you can't have any logical or rational discussions with them Right recently, there was um, an article, a video that was published about this popular pastor in Nigeria um, who passed away, TB Joshua, and it's a video exposing this man for being a sexual abuser, for being um, a sort of a cult leader, basically, and even physically abusive to some of his members. And you still had people in the comments defending this man. He still had people defending him, regardless of the mountain of evidence against him, right? And it's just, I personally wasn't surprised because I've seen people like that. That is how obsessive religious people act. They, they, they just cloud their mind with everything that has to do with their faith um, or the person who is in charge of their faith, whether that's a pastor, whether that's um, a spiritual leader, whatever. And there's no logical reasoning with such a person. And I refuse to deal with such a person. I cut people like that off. I'll cut them off. Number five, people with addictive personalities. And so just think about a person who is um, addicted to alcohol, drugs, weed, anything. I mean, anything really. Because anyone with unhealthy addiction, um, if that's not checked that kind of addiction could transfer from that person onto you if you're dealing with if you're dealing with such a person it will dominate your life are you like do you find out that you know you can't hang anytime you have you want to hang out with a certain group of friends they just want to party they just want to go to the club every single time that's a problem it's an addictive personality um i've seen people who have friends who literally only want to party every time you want to you want to smoke weed you want to do drugs? Look, my this podcast, I checked the the audience um, age range that listened to this. And it's fairly around my age, which is between 26 to 32-year-olds. If you're in that age range, you should be trying to work and build on your life. Why are you spending every night out in the club or partying or doing drugs or smoking weed? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? You should be spending that time trying to build yourself up, trying to make a good life for yourself, trying to work on whatever craft you have or your career. But then if you want to hang with people with addictive personalities, they're always going to drag you low with them. You know, there's no point. Like, this doesn't even have to be said. If you always have to hang out with people who want to drink alcohol, who want to do drugs, who want to gamble, who want to take anything, like, just think of anything that's addictive, you need to cut people like that off. 
this is this is common sense okay all right number six i think yeah number six the person without a plan or the person who's sweet-tongued i'd say and and this relates more to dating um because if you're trying to get to date if you're trying to date someone if you're trying to know someone get in a relationship with someone i think it's very important to to listen to what they have to say or or, or where they see themselves in a couple of years what they're working towards um and you know you don't have to right off the bat get to know all these long-term plans but then just look look at the way they do things in the short term do they have plans when they want to set up a date and so if you're a girl and you're trying to date a guy does this guy make plans and when he makes the plans does he see them through if he says we're gonna we're gonna meet here um we're gonna go for a date here does he actually see them through or is he always just asking you to come sit at home and chill on the couch right does this person have a plan as to how they want their life to turn out in their career or are they just the end life pass by like these are very important things to note because it's very easy to be in limbo or to to just kind of coast through life and before you know it seven eight nine years have passed i've heard this from so many people they're like ah oh, i didn't realize i'd been with this person for like eight nine years and we weren't going anywhere there was no intention there was no plan i didn't know if we we're gonna get married or not it just the years just flew by and that is that is honestly like the real thing that happens to a lot of people life just flies by because you don't talk about plans and even when you talk about the plans it never gets seen through and so you know life just sort of coasts you by and so if you're dealing with a person who's consistently i'm not saying cut off a person when they they don't see one plan through but then if they're repeatedly showing no um indication that they have a plan that they have some sort of blueprint for how they want their life to be or where they're going but then yeah they have all the nice things to say they have so much to say but then you just don't see execution you're not seeing action cut that cut that person off cut them off number 7 is the unhappy and the unlucky now this is, i actually took this from the book um the 48 laws of power by Robert Green. I think there's a good book actually that I believe a lot of people should read. Um it it just lets you know a lot of the tactics that people in power use um against the powerless and it's a good tool to have in your toolkit to identify some of these things. But uh what do you what do I mean by the unhappy and the unlucky? These are people who for some reason have very um unlucky they've had very unlucky um outcomes in life right and this sort of ties to people with a victim mentality because for some reason they just don't have any good thing happening in their lives they're perpetually unhappy they always seem to have a problem i know we've we've you've all dealt with someone like that that person who's somehow is always in debt never has money 
or always has um, some sort of relationship drama, relationship issue, or just ne- can never seem to keep a job, you know, always broke, always has some kind of problems, always get into an altercation, and they're like, oh, woe is me, how am I, how am I so unlucky? No, stay away from such a person, really, because it's going to rub off on you. You can't always, you can't be that unlucky. And hey, if it just happened so that the universe didn't smile on you and you're just going through life unlucky, why would you want to be around such a person? Because you're not going to be happy. This person is always going to be unhappy. They're making a series of bad choices. They're getting a series of bad outcomes. And they're going to drag you with them. They're going to make their problem your problem. Right? One thing that I... I talk to myself about for this year is, hey, never make other people's problem your problems. Do not stick around the unhappy and the unlucky. They're always going to make their problems your problems. They always have some shit going on in their lives. It's either, you know, they just all never seem to have. I've dealt with people like this. They never have money. They're always going to hit you up. Hey, can you help me with this? Can you give me this? Can you give me that? And then at a point... When you become assertive and say, I don't think I can help you, you know, they, they get defensive. But you have to cut someone like this off. Again, once you notice a pattern, once you start to notice a pattern, do not ignore it. Cut them off. Number eight. This is also going to be a bit um, controversial, but cut off your exes. Yep. Cut them off. Your ex-boyfriend, your ex-girlfriend, why you have why do you have them hanging around you? They're an ex for a reason. I have some friends who actually disagree with this take, but this is a take that I strongly believe in. Um because if you're so how would I feel if my girlfriend was hanging around her ex, her ex-boyfriend? Completely unacceptable to me. Completely unacceptable. Because this is someone you had a relationship with. You had a sexual relationship with. Uh, and so, why do you still have this person in your life? Several times, you look at some of the statistics, people are likely to cheat with um, people they've been involved with it before. If you've been involved with that person sexually before, why should you keep hanging around that person? Now, I get it if, let's say, this person... This ex um, is a co-worker. And so, yeah, there's no other like option or alternative but to work with this person. That's fine. I can, I can overlook that. But then there's people who like go out of their way to maintain close friendships with um, an ex after the relationship is over. Why? No, like seriously. I mean, you can reply in the comments as to why you think it's, um, it makes sense to have an ex as a friend, because it never it never really turns out well, and it just never turns out well. From what I've seen, from what I've seen from friends, from my observations, from experience, there's no upside to it, because there's always gonna be that level of affection that you had for each other. Because if it ended, the relationship ended on very bad terms, why are you friends? But if it didn't end on bad terms and it ended on good terms, also like. That means there's a very high chance of feelings resurfacing again. So either way, it's of no benefit to your current partner. It's actually disrespectful, I think. You know, so 
exes should be cut off. <laughs> they should be cut off. The I think that's a take that you know some people may or may not agree with, but then um, if you listen to a lot of people who got cheated on or who were in a marriage that um, didn't work out, the the one of the reasons that you're always gonna find out is they go back with someone that they used to have a thing with. So if you want to keep your relationship safe, if you want to keep your relationship secure, cut off your exes. Number nine, people with misaligned actions and words. In other words, liars, hypocrites, okay? Um, again, always believe the actions, never the words. There's people who, who can say a whole lot. They say they love you. They say they're going to do everything for you. They say they, they think of you all the time. Uh, yet, they can never make the time to even see you or... They never want to plan to take you out or they never want to spend time with you physically. Like, just think of any scenario, right? Where, and that's in a relationship context. I mean, if you're friends, if you're friends with someone who always says one thing and does the other, what's the point of being with such a person? I mean, really, because they're liars. I've dealt with people like that. They'll say one thing, like, oh, hey, uh, you know, let's go out tonight. Let's do this. Let's, um, let's meet here. Let's work on this project. Let's, uh, let's start this together. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I'm excited for it. You know, I want to get in touch with the, this person and then start something good. And when the time comes due for the action to be taken, they know where to be found because it's completely misaligned. Believe the actions, not the words. Okay, if someone says they're going to be there for you, if someone says they're going to start something with you, if someone's like, hey, you know, I got your back. And they keep saying that stuff. But then on the other side, you hear them talking shit behind your back. They're always um, they're always sort of gossiping or bad mouthing other people. They're talking about they're, they're doing things that don't correspond to the actions. I'm sorry, that don't correspond to the words gonna cut them off <laughs> i think people like that are much easier to spot honestly um i wouldn't waste any time with such a person like that it's much easier for me to cut off someone like this than even um let's say the person without a plan because it's it's it takes a lot a look it takes a while it takes some time to figure out someone without a plan but then someone with misaligned actions and words it's easy to spot them really they're gonna say everything they're gonna say um, everything that they think you want to hear, but then the actions will betray them. Look at the actions, okay? If you're in a relationship, if you're if you're in a relationship or you're dating or you're talking to someone, a guy, whatever, what are they saying? Oh, they're saying they love you. Um, they're saying they got your back. They're saying they're gonna they they want to be with you. Okay, do the actions match the words? You know, what do they do to show you they love you? Do they make time for you in spite of their busy work schedule? Do they actively try to do things that will make the relationship work? Or are they selfish? Again, believe the actions, not the words. Uh, last but not least, this is obvious, but it has to be said anyway. People with violent tendencies. 
cut these people off completely. It has no, there's no first or second chance or third chance. Anyone who has a violent tendency, whether in a relationship with them, whether you're a friend with them, if they're hitting you, if they're getting physically abusive, cut them off. There's no if, buts, or woods. No. Because what's the, what's the upside here? Let's just say you, you know, you're hanging out with a friend, you guys are kicking it, and you say something he didn't like, and he hits you. What? You want to keep this person around? Like, come on, man. It doesn't even make sense. You're in a relationship with a guy. Um, you guys have a, a little argument. And he hits you. And you're still staying with him? What's wrong with you? Or you it's it, it could be any way. Either way, right? You're in a relationship with a girl. You guys are having a bit of argument. And she keeps hitting you. You might not feel that it's excessive or it's aggressive because she's a girl, but cut her off because that's just going to escalate. Okay, I've seen a friend of mine getting chased by a girl with a knife. I've seen this with my own eyes, okay, because he kept overlooking things that um, indicated violent tendencies right from the start. It's not worth the squeeze. The juice is just not worth the squeeze. Cut these people off. So anyway, that is, um, these are the 10 types of people that you need to cut off this year. I hope you found some value in this episode. Um, I hope some of it made sense, you know, at least two or three out of these types that I described should make sense to you. All of them don't have to. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to it. I hope you comment. I hope you leave a review um, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.